What is required to obtain AI patents for an innovative DevOps and testing platform? How much does Copado anticipate generative AI will boost their users' productivity? How can vector databases contribute to creating an enhanced training and support experience for your users? Welcome to Artificial Intelligence Innovations Meets App Exchange, the bi-weekly show that explores the impact of AI in the Salesforce ecosystem. I'm Jakub Stefaniak, Salesforce Certified Technical Architect and VP of Technology Strategy and Innovation at Akiva Labs, where we help App Exchange partners accelerate their adoption of the latest technologies and get the most out of their Salesforce partnership. In each episode, we sit down with leaders from AppExchange ecosystem to discuss the latest trends and innovation in AI, product development opportunities, and ethical considerations. Our goal is to address critical challenges faced by business, build a community of engaged professionals, and provide insights into the latest trends and innovation in AI to help you stay informed and ahead of the curve. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive into the world of AI and App Exchange. Hey, hello, thank you for accepting our invitation. Could you at the beginning introduce yourself and your role in Salesforce ecosystem? Sure, thank you for having me. My name is Federico Larsen. I'm the Chief Technology Officer of Copado. I've been on the Salesforce ecosystem for 18 years, since 2005, when I started as a developer, an admin, I learned the platform over the years and I've seen it grow from a very basic CRM to a very powerful platform and multi-cloud platform now. And as almost 10 years ago, I started Copado, where we set to solve a problem that we were facing ourselves. We were struggling to have multi-country deployments in a single instance. And out of that uh, painful exercise, we created Copado with Philip Rack, with my co-founder. Exactly. And at these all times when all people just use changes, luckily are a history mm-hmm. when the risk management started to be quite a complex topic. But based on the recent announcement about AI patents which Copado get, I understand that it's not only about risk management, right? Your tool as well is helping with different problems. Sure. So Copado has a, let's say, automated testing platform called Copado Robotic Testing, CRT, we call it. And that team came into the, into the company through an acquisition of a company in Finland called Kentinel. We did that like almost three years ago, and they had been working with AI for more than a decade. So we have very skilled and trained and experienced people in AI. And this this patent has been filled many time ago, just not just after the boom of generative AI. And so that's why we were able to move very quickly and faster than anybody else, because we already have the skills in-house and, and we have the decision and the strategy to invest in AI. Okay, so that's very interesting that for many ISVs, like as you said, recent year bring this generative AI wave, but of course it's not only about generative AI. So just for my curiosity, do you as well see some benefits of using generative AI or is, as you said, rather this previous part of research and development which no, you are no, I, I see the generative AI as a, the biggest opportunity to to impact our customers. I think something that we are very proud of or in Copal is that we believe that we have give to our users maybe a factor of 10x in productivity, right? If you think what a, a release manager or a developer should 
should do in, in the past before Copala. They, they will have to you know, manage the integration with Git, do the commits manually, do the merge manually, do the deployment with, with some scripts or Jenkins or whatever. And that would take a, a, at least 10 times more. And also you, it will require more, more skills. I think now with this new breakthrough in, 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 in artificial intelligence, I think if we do it right, if we integrate generative AI into our workflow on everything that we do, I think we can give a, another 10x improvement on, on productivity to our user. And that's, that is what keeps us up at night. We want to deliver this increase, uh, this boost of, of productivity to our users again. And do you have already some specific features which are either available or are like part of the publicly available roadmap? So what we have, so we have, we have three main tracks that we're working with the artificial intelligence ones. One is already available on our DevOps exchange, which is what we call AI companion. It's a, if you are familiar with Salesforce global actions, it's a global action that you can launch from, from the top right screen and it will follow you wherever you are. And this component is aware of the context. So let's say you are looking at a user story, then you can ask questions about user story, either questions or ask to, to take action like, hey, rewrite my, my acceptance criteria or help me to write a test script for, for this user story. And, and the, AI companion, the AI companion can do that. It can also, if you implement the Apex interface, you can actually implement actionable prompts. I mean, let's say that you have a prompt because we have like a prompt builder in, in the setup where you can actually define a prompt. And let's say that this prompt will ask you a few questions, let's say to create that support case. Now, so you, you, on the prompt, you can define, hey, you're a support agent. You need to make sure that you have the, the step to reproduce the problem, that you have, let's say, admin granted login access to the admin and you need to have, I don't know, whatever it's relevant for your org and then whenever you are executing that prompt it will ask you all those questions and at the end you can say okay create the case and then this apex class will realize okay they they need me to to do something and then the apex class will go and and create the case for you so this is very powerful that is not to to generate text or summarize text or or rewrite text it's also you can use that to gather information and take action. So that, that I think that's very powerful. The other thing that we're doing, and I, I think that we're gonna, it's going to be accessible by, by Dreamforce is what we call Copala GPT. Copala GPT is, I mean, it's similar to, to chat GPT, but the big difference is that we have augmented the, the knowledge of that with, um, with at least uh, 5,000 documents, right? So everything that has been written or recorded about Copado, like uh, all our academy modules, all our documentation side, our webinars, uh, partner trainings, like all the content that we have been generating over the years is now condensed into, into a binary vector database that we can use to generate embedding so that whenever you ask something to Copado GPT, it can actually answer very, very precisely on your question. Almost as we had, we have uh, you know run all our training materials, right? And um, it's very powerful. And uh, the difference also, it's it's using up to date data, something that the large language model they have a cutoff date, and it also refers to the source. So it will tell you which articles 
were used to produce that answer. So you can always check the source because large language models have this uh, tendency to make up the answers. And sometimes it looks it looks uh, true, but then it may be something that they're making up. So it's important to check the source with current data. So those are the, the value proposition of, of Copal GPT, which will be available for our customer at Dreamforce. And in addition to that, because we also trained the, we also augmented uh, Copilot GPT to create CRT, Copilot Robotic Testing Scripts. So our our model is able to answer with our own libraries. Copilot Robotic Testing is based on robot framework. And on top of the robot framework, we have generated a few libraries that makes your life so much easier to test any web application or, or, or Salesforce or ServiceNow or, or, or others. So these we have... We have a data set that explains the model how to create proper CRT scripts. So now you can ask, for example, Copal GPT, create me, create me a CRT script that log into Salesforce, go to the sales application, create a lead with French data, and assert that you know the record is created. And a few seconds later, you will have a working CRT script that you can use to test. And and even that can that input can come from a user story. So if you combine you're using the AI companion to write the story and then you're using the Copilot GPT to create the test scripts and then the test script create the test the automation of that test script, then you really start to impact in every single step on the development lifecycle of, of your app. So that's why we are super excited about everything that we're doing on with AI. And so yeah, so those those are the things that we are doing and it's not just the announcement of these patents, which are referring to the way we can predict the next word that you can write on the editor, which was originally written for our CRT code editor, so that we can help you to write the scripts. But we are working every day on, on making our AI offering much better. Awesome. You covered so many exciting things that I even don't know where to start, but let me tell mm-hmm. you first question. Copado GPT and vector databases. I understand that you're using one of publicly available large language models, and at top of mm-hmm. this, you are using embedding to like send the right context. Is it correct? Correct. And which LLM are you using? At the moment, we are using OpenAI, but we are not dependent on OpenAI. We are evaluating others like Google, um, because our backend infrastructure is on Google. So ideally, if we can deploy the large language model into our into our infrastructure, then the prompt will never leave the, our perimeter, which will be much, uh, it will be very helpful for to explain the, the security to our customers. It's funny to hear at this moment, because it's exactly what we as PDO partner expect to hear more and more often. People are starting with OpenAI because it was firstly available, but then when you start checking costs and verifying, is it the best LLM for your use case, you can find that even open source alternatives sometimes can be better, right? So then it's a little bit tricky part what, how to make this decision. And when you are comparing Bias LLM to OpenAI in terms of exactly the quality of the output. Do you already have some fundi- findings in this area? Not yet. I think it's too early to tell. Too early to tell. We also been trying Einstein GPT, but the thing is that Einstein GPT also is using OpenAI behind the scenes at the moment. So it's it's kind of the same results, but, but it's interesting. I think we will see some 
at the moment, everyone gets started with an open AI, but I think over time, people will be able to choose the right large language model, the right provider, the right architecture. If you want to call out to an external service, you want to host it yourself. No, there are multiple options. I mean, the privacy the privacy policy of uh, OpenAI have changed a lot here recently for good. So I think it's safe to use their their API. But nevertheless, I think I think on the enterprise space, you will see maybe other players that that can provide a, a higher standards of of privacy and security. That's for sure. But you know, it's not only about security, of course, is like the most important thing. But what we found during our research and development is that, for example, a Meta's large language model is not really supporting at this stage like applications because you cannot have like well-defined format of the output. And if we need to process some JSON to show something to the users, OpenAI give us full flexibility to do it with Llama, for example, it's not really an option. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's going to be exciting to see how these changes are going to occur. But okay, so my second question would be this situation and you have, you are starting from some user stories, then you have test cases, then you are going up to this automatic test scripts. I suppose that you must to have like some very well-defined structure of all these elements so you can pass them to the next part of the process. Is it correct? Can you explain me the question? I, I, I right. can understand. So for example, I <clears> suppose <throat> that if you are using your user story to generate test case and then test mm. case to generate automatic testing script, it means that the format of the user story must be well-defined. So in the next step, your test script is generated automatically based on this user story and so on. Yeah. Like probably there is some convention for tests which can be automated. Is it a good assumption? I think the two things. I think one is that the, these large language models are very good with unstructured data. So even you have a, a paragraph or multiple uh, dispersed information, they will be able to make sense of that and figure it out with the data they have. But also in the AI companion, you can actually specify what is required. Like you need to have uh, acceptance criteria or you need to have what success look like. You need to have at least one unhappy path or whatever. And then if you don't provide that on the prompt, it will ask you, can you please give me an alternative path or can you please tell me this? And once I have everything, then it will be able to, let's say, call what it's a function call. It will identify that, okay, I can call this function with all these parameters because I have the description, the title, the, the acceptance criteria, whatever. And then now I can go and create a user story, a case, an epic, whatever it is that you want to do. So the, the way we, we approach this is we can't come up with all the prompts you, you may ever need. So you can create your own prompts in a custom metadata type. And then you can, if you want, you can actually package and share those prompts in the Copado DevOps Exchange. So now in the future, not right now, but in the future, you may go to the DevOps Exchange and see plenty of prompts. Oh, these prompts are to, I don't know, to refine a sprint. This prompt is created to to create acceptance criteria out of uh, Epic or whatever. And, and so I think that open this to our community, which by now is over 80,000 users, um, will, will really help our community of customers. That's very interesting. So next question, you mentioned that when you are showing the output of the vector database to like 
avoid hallucinations and provide user context how Copado GPT came to the answer. I'm curious if we are talking about potentially big files with training materials, release notes, and so on. How do you put them in the vector database in terms of splitting these documents into embeddings? Is it like some way how to, because of course, cutting it just by number of characters can work, but then there is a big chance that you will lose a context. I'm curious how you tackle this problem. So without revealing all, all, all our IP in the backend, but there is a process where you ingest the data, you kind of tokenize everything, and then you only use the tokens that are relevant for the prompt that you're asking at the very moment. So even though you may have gigabytes and gigabytes of tokenized data, you only gonna pass a few of them because those will be the ones that are a match for, for that prompt, right? So yeah, that's I think that's the, the best answer I can give you at the moment. Okay. And you mentioned that via executing prompts on your Salesforce org, you can, for example, literally create a case or update record. So it sounds like the artificial intelligence in this context, based on my prompt, understand which kind of object I want to modify it and so on. Is it done based on general Salesforce metadata or you are somehow like making it specific to the customer metadata? So for example, you can populate the local fields or something like that. Yeah, it, it will support, it actually can understand the context of any custom object, standard object, standard fields or custom fields. So it's very powerful. We, we have like a, like a notation, like in the formula fields, you can refer to any object, any field, custom or standard. And we we do the same. So you can on when you design the prompt, you can use replacement variables that it will inject not only fields or or objects, but you can also fill let's say the the error messages, the logs of an execution, like even bigger text. And so you can get our companion to explain the logs of an execution or explain the error messages of a deployment, and so far so forth. So it's it's, it's very generic and very powerful. Okay, but this prompt is going to be kind of pre-configured as part of the org uh, configuration, is it correct? Yes, yeah, so you need to, when you install uh, the AI companion, you mm -hmm. get like uh, maybe 20 something prompts out of the box to the typical Copado objects, but that will help you to understand how it works. And then you can, you can learn from that and, and create your own. Okay. That, that perfectly makes sense. So maybe as we are coming close to the end of our conversation, I'm curious, do you have maybe some recommendations for business looking to incorporate AI-driven DevOps solutions from the app exchange? How would you recommend they evaluate and select the right tools as to like what is worth to focus on? So you said AI DevOps solutions or AI in general? It can be both. It can be both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, of course, I'm biased. I'm from Copilot, so I'm right. Of course, I'm going to recommend you to go with Copilot. And um, the, the thing is, I think that we have the most comprehensive solution, not only for, for the big companies. We have a, a perception that Copilot is more expensive or is hard or is more complex. I think that resides because we started with the top of the market. We have more sophisticated functionality for the most sophisticated Salesforce customers. But having said that, we have been simplifying and, and, and making different versions of Copado available for different type of users. So I think now we are able to serve all the market from the 
very small companies to the mid market and to the enterprise market. So you, you just need to talk to our our team. They will assess you where you are in your maturity level of DevOps, and we're going to be able to recommend you, you know what to do at this stage in your maturity process. So yeah, and 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 I think we we are the first movers in in terms of AI, not just doing some basic integration with OpenAI, but also doing more sophisticated uh, integrations and, and having our own data sets to produce better answers. And you no, know, I think we, we, we are a step ahead of, of all the other solutions for, for DevOps. So I think in that regard, it's a safe choice is go with Copal. <laughs> That's a very good answer. So thank you for your time and sharing your insights with us today. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of AI Innovations Meets Up Exchange. We hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and found this episode valuable. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to sign up for our newsletter and never miss a beat. If you have any questions or want to engage with us further, we'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Until next time, keep exploring the exciting world of AI and App Exchange.